Hey guys, on this episode of Black and Behind the Scenes, we're going to give you an update on Byron Allen's Comcast and Supreme Court battle, as well as the latest project from Damon Wayans. And in the spotlight, we're going to give props to two women of color and their work, and um, boo to the Academy and the denial of their beautiful films, Lionheart and Joy. And in spoiler alert, we're talking American Sun with Kerry Washington and Black and Blue with Naomi Harris, Tyrese, directed by Dion Taylor. All right, guys, stay tuned. Black and Behind the Scenes is up next. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. What's up, Brittany? What's been going on, girl? Oh, nothing. You know, same old, same <laughs> old. What's going on with you? Uh, nothing much. Just trying to, um, let's see, deal with this time change that we've had um, yes. and adjust to that. Mm. All I want to do when I get home now is I'm um, curl up in the bed and go to sleep. Yeah. Because like, it's cold. When <laughs> around 6 o'clock, I, I am so sleepy same or tired Mm -hmm. like I just want to get in the bed but then there are so many hours left I know to be productive it's just I really would just like to be in the bed and then it's getting cold yeah today when I woke up it was 20 something degrees and I was like oh no Mm -hmm. yep yep, this is um stay in and hibernate weather Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and then I had to go walk my little pup pup this morning. I don't like that. See, that's why I don't have dogs. Yeah, no. Um, it, yeah, it's a thing that you have to do. Yeah. And um, she has to go out. So um, having to do that in the morning on top of it being cold. and Yeah. Uh, it's just exhausting. So, yeah. Do you have plans for the weekend? Um, I don't. You know, I can't think past the day. So, um <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I I I do not, I do not, I can't tell you right now. I'm sorry, mm. girl. No, I'm mind. just trying to try to make it. So I just um so um for though well no one really knows this. I'm just gonna um say it. I am a huge well I used to be back in the day, huge Drew Hill fan, and oh, um, Drew Hill. <laughs> Yeah, so I saw on Spotify that they actually are having a concert in December um, in Baltimore. What? So exactly, yeah. Like all of tickets. them? Well, Jazz, yeah. Woody, Woody, Nokia, Nokia, Cisco, Cisco. True Hill. I hit him up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So, I mean, the tickets are like, Super cheap. Um, <laughs> to be like in the front, for, you know, the first six rows is like seventy seven dollars or something like that per person. What? So I'm thinking I might go. Um, and like fan out, but I don't know who all is going to be. Mm. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping that'll be the original members, but you know, they did that shake up. Yeah, and you know, um, which one of them, Woody, he's like a pastor now mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still would be funny. Yeah. I mean, fun. Yeah, it <laughs> And be. maybe funny. Because <laughs> yeah, all their old songs, I mean, that was their classic. So they have to play those, right? Yeah. I mean, I would assume so. And I think Genuine's supposed to be there, too. So it's Ooh, like a little genuine. Like, hey. 100% was my girl jam that whole album 100 percent, 100 percent. you know <laughs> it's so not appropriate for me to have been listening at that time but of course not i was but always i mean it ain't none of your friends business oh, man. I, girl so upset at soleil at the moment like oh, i want to be her like oh. i'm a freaking middle school like what the hell's wrong <laughs> the memories yeah well that should be fun yeah so we'll see i'll see if i'm gonna buy tickets for it and see if i find someone to go with me so yeah <laughs> 
Because <laughs> not yeah, they don't know. Everybody's like Drew Hill, seriously, Antoinette, like for real. Corey doesn't want to go. Yeah. No, He's he like, doesn't know. He, I need somebody to go with me to have fun. That's like gonna he, be like into yeah, it. Yeah, I have to have that energy because you know it's throwback. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's to keep the boo at the home unless mm-hmm. you're gonna be into it type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's that. But what's going on in the industry? Okay, guys. So we have like a really big um, update for you. Not really an update, but just kind of um, just some information we want to bring to you about something that's really going on in the industry. So let's get ready for the industry rundown. Okay, guys, so we've talked about Byron Allen on this show um, many times before Mm -hmm. about a lot of the successes that he's had. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the major ones that you may be aware of is that he owns the Weather Channel Mm -hmm. as well as other um, media companies um, within the television network network spectrum or whatever you want to call that. Um, And so right now he currently, um, as of today, so Wednesday – November 13th, mm-hmm. he presented in front him as well as Comcast presented in front of the Supreme Court because um, they're battling over Byron Allen wanting to have his content to be picked up by Comcast. And Comcast is telling him basically, no, right. we don't want to have your shows on our <laughs> network. <laughs> And so now Byron Allen is saying that this is racial discrimination against him based off his race. Based off his race. Um, Specifically. So that is the case that's currently being presented. And this is um, affects the or, or Byron Allen is presenting the Civil Rights Act of 1866 as his standpoint as far as what um he's trying to prove that comcast is doing to him currently right and so y'all know he's suing for 20 billion billion dollars um which is a lot of money mm-hmm. um and basically what the law of 1866 says is that newly freed africans have the right to enter contracts just as white citizens right um so it's a discriminatory um law that protects um, not just African Americans, but people of color, minorities. Period. Yeah. I mean, across the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, Alan, I don't know. Y- yeah. <laughs> so that so basically, the shows that he wants Comcast to pick up are automotive TV. Right. So he has a net. So he has a a, a, a entertainment network Mm -hmm. and then under his network he has several different networks just like Mm -hmm. um you would see like bet is a network vh1 is a network Mm -hmm. all under viacom so his umbrella is like entertainment studios network and Mm -hmm. then he has several network channels under that Mm -hmm. so and yeah so Byron Allen is claiming that Comcast specifically stated that we're not trying to have any more Bob Johnsons. And as you all know, <laughs> Oh, he said, that's what they said. Direct quote. Yeah. Ah! Um, <laughs> so you all know that, um, Bob Johnson is a founder of BT, which right. was sold to Comcast and I'm sorry, uh, Viacom. Right. Um, currently. And so that's what Byron Allen is saying that they don't want any more media moguls like, a. 
Bob Johnson to take over, you know, to have that kind of leverage within the media entertainment business. Right. And so really what Comcast is arguing is that we that they don't believe that his networks were garner viewership. Some of his networks include the Weather Channel, which is already carried right. on Comcast mm-hmm. um, because it predates his purchase of the Weather Channel. Right. And then he also has Comedy.tv, Pets.tv, Justice.tv, Automotive.tv, Recipe.tv. Do you see where we're going? Yeah. Okay. So I am, <laughs> I'm with Comcast in that I am, according to what I have seen on these networks on his site, I don't see anything that I would want to um, particularly look at. Mm-hmm. And then so also Comcast is saying, we're not discriminating against you. We carry other black channels and other black networks on our um in our media company mm-hmm. they um carry revolt mm-hmm. which is by um puff daddy sean mm-hmm. combs and then they also have aspire mm-hmm. which is owned by magic johnson mm-hmm. so i think he's gonna have a hard time because is byron allen has to prove that comcast this decision to not carry his networks was solely based on race. A hundred percent. A hundred percent based on race. And I don't think he has the leverage for that, which is going to be sad because if Comcast wins, this is going to change or set a precedence for discriminatory, discriminatory laws mm-hmm. um, and lawsuits in the future. For people who cannot afford mm-hmm. lawyers, for people who are not a net worth of billions of dollars like right. Byron Aaron. Mm-hmm. And so this is what kind of, I mean, I was torn about this information because it, one, it's a lot to take in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners or for anyone just coming into this situation and trying to figure out what's going on. And two, it's just that... Um, it, this is not just a Byron Allen and Comcast situation. This is going to affect everyday people. Right. And the fact of if you're trying to rent a house, if you're right. trying to get a job, right. if you are trying to, you know, do anything within your legal rights of mm-hmm. trying to accomplish in your day-to-day life, you can be discriminated against because of your race if this if Comcast wins this lawsuit, basically. Right. And then the company in which you're trying to prove um, or, you know, sue against, they don't have to prove that they no. discriminated against you based on race. They can give some other arbitrary reason. Right. And, you know, it's just like, okay, well, this is this is the law. And so th- that's how, th- this is why it's really important that you are aware of what's going on because this right. is going to affect everyday people, not yeah. these multimillionaires who are currently having a sword fight right now. Yeah. And um, let's be clear that this is, um, Byron Allen is black, but the content on his networks, are not black content. No, it's not. So that's what also makes this even harder, in my opinion, of a battle to win because it's like, okay, you coming to me with recipes.tv and I got a, <laughs> I got a food network, you know, right. what are you showing on pets.tv right. that I can't see on animal planet mm-hmm. that has well, does Animal Planet do Shark Week? Maybe that's Discovery. That's Discovery, yeah. You know, the point is, there are loads of other channels. Right. And he that- has no programming <laughs> to, to, of substance 
to 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 garner the viewership. Right. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We y'all. will see what happens. Um yeah, we'll keep you guys posted and updated. Um, but definitely check it out and look into it for yourself so you can get some more information about what's going on because this is something that's really going to affect again everyday people, yeah. not these billionaires who are fighting right now. Exactly. At all. Well, Okay, what's next? Yeah, so um, in other news, Deadline um, reported that Damon Wayans is returning to a multi-camera comedy with a new project at ABC where he headlined the the co-created family sitcom My Wife and Kids. Wayans is reteaming with My Wife and Kids co-creator Don Rio on the new family comedy Let's Stay Together, which is a working title, which we hear has received a script commitment plus... um, Penalty from ABC. The project now is in development and will be produced by ABC Studios, um, a division of Disney TV Studios. Um, yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool that Damon Wayans is coming back. But I thought he left Lethal Weapon he d- because he, he did. didn't want to do you know, TV anymore. That's what I thought, too. And I thought it was kind of shady as hell. <laughs> Well, maybe he just yeah. So I think maybe if he has more um creative control over the schedule and how it's being, but that's not what he his reason was. He wanted to spend time with his family. <laughs> it was he wanted to take a he break. Really He's been he doing really this did. for a long time, and now you're talking about you got another show in the works. I think that he just wanted to do his own stuff and be in his own balls and run the shots. And sure. I think that's why he left Lethal Weapon and did what he did. Because when I saw this, I was like, wow, okay. Okay, so Damon's coming back. All right, Damon. <laughs> sure, brother. Um, also, guys, in other news, um, so it's reported from the Hollywood Reporter that um, All in the Family Good Times is set to have a live comedy um special in December, I believe. So yeah, no, you're not excited about that. I thought people would be excited. I mean, I okay, I'm gonna. Um, Did you watch the Jeffersons? No. Okay, so how? Why are you excited about this one? I yet? wasn't. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even watch the Jeffersons. I didn't, and um, I really didn't watch Good Times Why Growing Up either. Why are we doing these so, live? I think I think the numbers were great. Ugh. I think the numbers were good. Um, so I think that's probably why they're doing it. I am. Did not you watch the um? Besides that, it. bump this. So, <laughs> did you watch um the mermaid the Little Mermaid live? I no, did not. I did not. Okay, I didn't either. However. I did watch Queen Latifah's performance as well as um, Shaggy's performance because he played. Was um, good? Yes, it was amazing. Queen Latifah did it. Am- they said she stole the show. Of course, it's the queen. It was fantastic. Like, I mean, amazing. I'm not here for these live action things. I do. I did see um, the Jeffersons. Um, was it good? Girl, I was just like, this is boring. This is a waste of time. Oh. It was even one point where Jamie Foxx messed up. Yeah, I heard about and him messing up. he was up. like, this is live, right? <laughs> yeah, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, Jamie. Oh, wow. Messed up on the show. And I'm just like. <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. I don't want to see the Jeffersons <laughs> reboot or a live action. I don't mm. want to see. All in the family. Because, okay, so mm-hmm. with the Jeffersons, they had all in the family. Right, that's what I heard. Yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. then it was supposed to... They had a portion of it that was all in the family. Characters. Right, so, like, I think that what they're going to do is, like, the portion of the all in the family is going to be continued on this live special, and then they're going to add in... um The Jeffersons. I mean, good the times. good times. Right. 
like they did the other one before. Okay. So I just thought, you know, people who are interested, it's going to be a live show for you all to watch okay. of good times. And we can do it without, but okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's it, guys. Um, that's it for the industry rundown? One more last thing. Okay. Um, so I heard that Disney Plus had um, some uh, issues of logging on. You know, I did experience Did you experience some, that? I experienced some issues, but, um, and I have been experiencing some issues. Mm. But I, I'm here for words. Okay. All right. Technical um, issues. But, yeah, most issues. of it has some uh, reports came from the United States, some from Canada. I forgot the other place they said they were having issues um, with. But um, I guess they I think what they should have done is that just rolled it out for a small number of people and then eventually rolled it out um, mm. to the Verizon customers, maybe in December, once like the initial group of people yeah. who wanted to sign up to do it. Because Verizon like that's that's huge. It's a huge network that you have of people yeah. that it's going to log on and download because everyone's freaking excited about this Disney Plus. Um, Not even that. Uh, I found out from my coworkers that apparently Disney Plus offered this deal. In which you could lock in this rate of four ninety nine per month for three years. So I'm pretty sure they got a lot of subscribers from that. I mean, from what I've been seeing already is that. um, Oh, they just want them numbers. They have 10 million subscribers. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we predicted and said. Absolutely. So no, no surprising. But, you know, kinks are expected. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it happens all the time. But um, yeah, they should just roll. They had a smaller plan of rolling the, the system out. But that, that's with Disney Plus. Um, and also, I just heard breaking news today that Netflix has just partnered with Nickelodeon to do exclusive content for them on their platform. On Nickelodeon? Yeah. So yeah, Nickelodeon will be producing content exclusively for Netflix. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So again, Netflix is out here not. They I don't, and I wonder if they're going to get their catalog with that or how that works. Hmm. But um, yeah, I wasn't able to really do a lot of deep diving into that situation. But yeah, we will now see content from Nickelodeon on Netflix, which we kind of already do with Hey Arnold. Is Hey Arnold on there? Not okay. I can't. I can't remember. Maybe um hey Maybe no hey Arnold's on Hulu uh, hey Arnold reboot or something no no it, hey Arnold's on, on um Hulu I'm my bad I misspoke um Rocco's Modern Life they did a movie uh, oh. on um <laughs> they did a movie on Netflix and that's on there oh. um yeah it was well, okay so the movie was had to have been for adults I don't know girl I was cause. No kid is watching Rocco. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it definitely was for adults. But I mean, it just showed like Rocco in a modern time of today of what digital media will look like in him. He was like spiraling in outer space for centuries and then was dropped. Yeah, so it was interesting. But I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all these deals. They have the pressure. So they they have to keep it, keep something coming to Netflix. So So can you make that deal? Um, It's pretty (laughs) much the, 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 theme of um streaming right now okay so yeah guys that is it for industry rundown innovative creative overall black excellence it's time for the spotlight hey you guys we're back and it's time for the spotlight and today i'm going to be highlighting two um filmmakers um and these filmmakers, I don't know if you guys recently heard, they were denied entry into the Academy's Best International Film category because their movies are in predominantly in English. 
which violates the submission guidelines. Um, so in order for your movie to have a submission for consideration for the Academy Awards as an international foreign film, your movie has to be from another country and then it has to be predominantly in another language. So the Academy recently denied two women of color um, submission into this category this year for the 2020 um, Oscars. And first we have um, Sudabe Mordazi. She's Austrian-Iranian. Um, she wrote and directed a movie called Joy, which is about um, sex workers, Nigerian sex workers in Vienna. And then the second um, director and actor is Genevieve Naji um, from Nigeria. Her movie Lionheart is about a young woman who goes back and tries to gain her family's respect and take over her father's business. And she has to compete with her brother. And so they both submitted their films for Best International Film at the Academy and were denied. Oh, wow. Because... Um, Again, because the languages are English, Lionheart is in English. It is, yeah. Um, and then Joy is in predominantly English and also German. Um, so I wanted to shed a light on them because these movies, both of these you can watch on Netflix currently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I suggest that you do watch them because I I personally have seen them and I enjoyed it. Um, the thing about Lionheart specifically that's interesting to me is that because of colonization, Nigeria's official language is English. Mm. So that, according to the Academy, what you're saying is no one from Nigeria can submit a film because they have it in their official language, which is English. Nigeria was under British control. So I don't understand. You know what? <laughs> I don't understand. They changed the um, title or the category from best foreign language film to best international film last year, but didn't change the guidelines. I mean, the guidelines should just be it was from another country. That's it. <laughs> Point blank period. And you've denied these women of color. You need to rethink your guideline submissions for international submissions. Absolutely. And to make matters worse. That's ridiculous. Um, an executive from the Academy, Larry Kerensky, dismissed the issue as less controversial um, and more of a misunderstanding by saying, if you submit something as important as an Academy Award, I think you should look at the rules. Ooh, someone's getting sassy and smart ass. <laughs> Ooh. That's not the, again, I mean, you can you can say that, but let's go back to Nigeria, which was the first film ever Oof. submitted to the Academy from Nigeria. Again, whose official language is English. So you're excluding <laughs> a whole bunch of countries. And wow. then, you know, I think the Academy has is trying their best to not be whitewashed in um, international. How? <laughs> <laughs> how? By doing this? How? But what I, do you guys I, do it? I, I know, I know. But I, I mean, domestically, they're trying to, to do better. But their international foreign films have mostly been Eurocentric in mm -hmm. that 83% of the winners in that category have been European countries. Mm. So 
do better. Uh, yeah, it's gonna say the same thing. Like, let's do better. Like, come do on. Do better academy. But that doesn't um knock the shine from these two women and no, the incredible doesn't. work that they presented. Mm-hmm. Um both are are well received critically mm-hmm. and is worth your viewership. Absolutely. Again, that's Joy and Lionheart on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I just suggest you watch it. But I just wanted to big them up and send them love because it's a big thing as a creator to submit your work right to the Academy mm-hmm. for recognition and for you to get shot down for something like that is it's, it's ra- now that's racial discrimination. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's that's freaking horrible. Especially because both films are about Nigerian women, right? Yeah, do better. Yeah, this we is ain't ridiculous, here for it. Guys. But big ups to these two ladies, um, to Suda Bay and Genevieve. So. And I'm sure this is not the last time we will be hearing from them at all. Of course, and not. they'll have more work that we will be talking about on the show and reviewing. So, yep, keep pushing, ladies. That's all for me. you guys and now it's time for a spoiler alert and today i have two um content programming for you the first is american sun um currently the film is on netflix mm-hmm. it's based off a broadway play of the same name mm-hmm. directed by a tony award-winning kenny leon mm-hmm. um who is most notably known for directing stage plays won a tony for a raisin in the sun he also directed the play um american sun all of the cast in the Broadway play reprise this role, including the great Carrie Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so American Son tells the story of Kendra Ellis Connor, um, the mother of a missing teenage boy, as she struggles to put together the pieces uh, in a South, South Florida police station. I get, oh, the boy's missing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so the boy's missing. She's trying to figure out what's going on in the police station. Um, and that's that. I did not see this movie. Antoinette did. Yes. The reviews on this have been poor with a Rotten Tomato meter of 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, but the play itself was well received critically. So I'm not sure where the disconnect was. Um, there's, is telling a story via a stage play and via, um, a film are two different um, beasts to, right. to handle, and maybe it just didn't adapt well for film. I don't know. What did you, what did you think? So, and I, and I get that point. So, when I was going into this, I already knew this was a stage play on right. Broadway. So, I was well aware of the background, where this film came from, how it came, etc. So, um, Corey did not. So, I had to explain to him... <laughs> Okay, honey, this is like Fences, right? Yes. So remember when Fences, fences when Fences came yeah. out, it's, it's theater. It was very much like the play. Yeah, it's very much like that. So it's a Broadway show that came and had a movie um, rollout to it. So this is the same kind of concept with that. So being being said that saying by me saying that, <laughs> it was very um, dramatic. In, in, in points, it only had four characters within this. And so everything was very specific and it was very centered focus. Um, so I could see why an average person looking at this may not um, see this as like, oh, this is a bad movie in a sense versus the context of what they were talking about in the script itself. Um, mm. I don't think it, the the play is not intended to be so uh, uh 
theatrically set or beautiful in a sense because the context in which they're talking about is the, the main focus of what you should be paying attention to the conversation because right. it's in one location right it's the in one location yeah. it's in the police station itself um so basically they're in this police station it's a beautiful back um all glass like window stain that she's kind of standing in front of carrie washington where most of the scenes take place at it's pouring rain outside um and so I thought the film was good. I didn't think it was horrible. I thought it was it, it was good. I was confused because it's called American Son. And here's this black woman, Carrie Washington. She has a son named Jamal and she's married to a white man. And her son name is Jamal. That was the first thing that got... Um, Wait, the white man, the husband name no, is the, Jamal? No, her son name oh. is Jamal. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm like, that's a very um, black name for, I feel, a white man in the back no, no seriously no 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 no. follow me with this i was like well that's interesting that's a black that's a black name you know and and she touched on that in the film too she was like you know um he said the husband was just like oh yeah and, and i'll and i allowed you to to name him jamal and he was like i didn't want to name him that because Ooh. because and he feels that because his name was jamal and he's already black and he's driving somewhere you know gets pulled over by the police he's already going to be a suspect because of his name and all that those indie windows the indo <laughs> induendos that happen with black people on the regular basis that they actually have a conversation about so instead of calling him jamal the husband calls him jay oh so you ashamed yeah and so and the and the backstory to that also is that carrie washington's character names him jamal after her brother it was like in memory of her brother and so why she married to this white man so that is why i was very much so confused because it's like here you go this pro-black woman that's like no my son's name's gonna be jamal this that and the third and come to find out her husband is this white fbi agent that it it doesn't make sense Mm. i could see if he's he was more of an arts kind and that just may be my assumption about things Mm. it maybe he was a little (laughs) bit more artsy a little bit more open-minded it seemed or his profession was a little bit different i could see them working out and maybe yeah but it just it didn't make sense Mm. it didn't make a lot of sense at all like it just didn't and um so yeah. Jamal is missing or he got pulled over by the police? So throughout this whole, the whole, the whole film, um, Jamal is in a sense missing. They don't know what happened to him. And then as the, the movie progresses, they find out that he was pulled over by the police okay. and they don't know what happened. So all of a sudden, so, so it, it's interesting to me because then they tell me that in the film that, oh, it's based in Florida. I'm like, oh shit, a black man gets pulled over in Florida. What the fuck? Like, seriously? And right. so, not only is he a black man that gets pulled over in Florida, they also find out that he's in a car with two other black guys as well. Which I find hard to believe also because if you raise your son to be in some prestigious, because the father goes on about how prestigious the school he's in and the settings that he's in, like, where are you going to find these other black kids that you're hanging out with? That, Maybe he wants to reach out to his roots. And that's what Carrie watched. Yeah, and that's what Carrie's character was talking about. Like, oh, well, he wanted to, you know, find out who he really was. And the father is like, well, that's a little malarkey. So why is she again? Why is she married to this man? He seems I don't know. problematic. I don't know. And like, so you do see that they are, um, they are separated. Okay. In the film. Okay. So I mean, but they still are legally married. Um, 
but yeah, they just talk about a lot of race and things that go on and just um, with interracial couples and how regardless of, you know, your son is seen as still a black man in America um, at yeah. the end of the day. So yeah. this is what happens. This is what black people deal with on a regular basis. And um, I thought they did a good job of talking about the subject matter. And um, yeah, I, yeah, that's about it. I mean, you guys should check it out for sure. Yeah, so you recommend it. I recommend it. Yeah, okay. check it out. Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you what happens. Um yeah, but okay, I might check it out. I mm-hmm. just, you know, it was one of those things where I, I didn't have the, the time. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, to, to do yeah. so, I get it. Okay, so check out American Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, the second film we're talking about today is Black and Blue. Um, it was in the theaters. It's still in the theaters. It premiered in October, mm-hmm. the end of October. Um, Black and Blue is an action thriller about a rookie cop who inadvertently captures the murder of a young drug dealer on her body cam. After realizing that the murder was committed by corrupt cops, she teams up with the one person from her community who is willing to help her. Tyrese. Tyrese. (laughs) (laughs) As she tries to escape both criminals out for revenge and the police who are desperate to destroy incriminating footage. Um, this movie is directed by Dion Taylor. Um, we got you. You guys know him from um, Meet the Blacks. He directed Traffic with Paula Patton, Omar Epps, and most recently The Intruder with Michael Ely and Megan Good. Did you see that one? I did. It was okay. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that I, one. I think he. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> so he's the director of that film. So he already has a um, a reputation of making these gritty action suspenseful films um the film itself was reading written by peter dowling who is not black and i think that um is a point of contention for me in some points of the film mm. and then no okay we'll talk about it later so the movie stars naomi harris she plays the main character alicia west um tyrese plays her friend milo mouse jackson the film also includes Michael Coulter. Um, you guys know him as Luke Cage. And Nefessa Williams. Um, she's also in the movie. It was budgeted at $12 million, Gross 8.3 is opening weekend, which is not that bad. And then to date is at $19 million. Okay. Um, it's a 51% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score with the critics, but 93% audience reaction. So mm-hmm. um, the audience seems to to like it um yeah okay before i go into this let me let me say this i'm about to go into a tangent rant i hate you mother effers who go into the movie theater and talk and laugh and kiki and shit what theater were you at (laughs) i want to know so i don't go i was (laughs) at um first of all i went during the weekday a weekday wow and um, in my neighborhood and it was these people were in there talking laughing commenting and i get that i'm one of those people where i do that in my own personal home of course you're when you're in a movie theater Mm -hmm. other people don't want to hear that shit no it's understood that we're all in here watching keep your goddamn (laughs) comments to yourself don't be talking and back and forth to this <laughs> daggone movie screen. I hate y'all. <laughs> you can't even enjoy the movie on a Tuesday night. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, back to the movie review. So, 
the movie is based in New Orleans. Um, it deals so New Orleans, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. racism, police corruption, action, poli- police brutality. <laughs> that's all setting up for the drama mm-hmm. brewing up in this um, in this movie. And then the main theme, or there are a lot of themes of um, how do black cops fit in with the with the culture or with a neighborhood or they don't with society right and then also fit in with the black culture and then also the fraternal organization of the police which is um blue squad yeah which is um supremacist in nature yeah so um when she captures these police doing corrupt they're selling drugs in the neighborhood. So a police officers um, capture people selling drugs, like big, big busts of drugs, mm-hmm. and then reselling them into the neighborhood. So they're yeah. essentially drug dealers themselves. Right. And so what they do is the city of New Orleans is cracking down on police corruption, and what they're doing is killing people off who have a connection to them in the drugs. Hmm. She captures this. And so she's almost forced between everybody, not just the people in her neighborhood, but also the cops to choose a side. Are you going to be with us, the police, black or white people in the movies, the police officers that she's dealing Mm -hmm. with are making her choose. It's us. It's versus them. Yeah. And then the people in her community are looking at her as a traitor. They do not trust her. They're, you know, they're side-eyeing yep. her, which understandably so mm-hmm. given the relationship, the past relationship and the current relationship, what mm-hmm. am I talking about, of how police treat um people of color. Mm-hmm. So she's grappling with all of these things by and also trying to save her life by um, you know, Trying to take down these police corruptions. Here's my problem with the movie. Now, <laughs> it gets cheesy and corny in the end because, like I said, there's this end scene where she meets up with the bad guy, the bad police, the corrupt one, mm-hmm. and they're fighting. He wants to get the body cam footage that proves that he shot this person. He, okay. Yeah. So, but he told the whole neighborhood, he told this big drug dealer who is played by Michael Coulter, um, that she is the one who killed the drug dealer. So mm-hmm. he is trying to seek revenge. The whole neighborhood thinks that she killed this drug dealer. So at the end of the movie, she get her ass kicked. By dude? By this police. And people are standing around watching. That's how much people are not fucking with the police in this neighborhood. They watching her get her ass beat. And nobody steps in. By this white guy, and nobody steps in to help her or anything. And I'm like, this is not realistic. No. Like, and I no, feel like, sweetie, no. <laughs> if a white, what? I'm just like, y'all are gonna let this lady get beat up like this, and nobody helps. I don't care if she what is the, the police. Was this like training day? <laughs> it kind of is a bootleg training day. Oh, that's what it sounds it like. It is sounds like training, training day. day. But also, so in that last scene, you know, she getting her ass kicked, blah, blah, blah. The bad guy is giving his spill or whatever. He's like, you know, you choosing us over them. And then, like, why are you doing this, blah, blah, blah. And her response is, because be the change. Oh, Jesus. And, and that's exactly what I did at the end. Girl, like, you joined the force to be the change. Okay. Okay, okay sis. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's how you gonna change it. Okay, I, so. I see what y'all were trying to do. Y'all were trying to talk to the struggles that black cops feel while also being black and also a cop in the world. I was on board with that. But then you start going into this beat of change. <laughs> Right is right. I see no colors bullshit. And I felt like that's that's some bull. The, yeah, really. the issue at hand is a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they owed us something deeper yeah. than to make it this corny action film. Yeah. So then as I was looking at interviews with Dion Taylor, he purposefully did not want it to be a preachy movie. That's what he said. He didn't want it to be a preachy movie. He wanted it to have mass commercial appeal. And so for that, you missed the mark. Mm. He didn't want it to be too black. But you can't talk about black issues. You can't talk about black issues. No. Without going there. Without going there. And you You didn't go there. You have to go there. And you made it corny. Sir... And all this time, this whole time, I was thinking, oh, the reason why it's corny like this is because a white writer didn't write it. So, of course, he doesn't. He can't even speak to the, the true Essence experience. Of what that is. Or grapple with what these people may be feeling like on a day to day. But then the director also chose it to be that way. I don't know. It was kind of whack to me at the end. It sounded like they probably had to change the script because they were not going to get greenlit if they didn't do that. That's probably what it was. A lot of times that's what happens. It boils down to it. It's like, oh, no, change this, 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 this. And then we can send you to, you know, go do whatever it is you're trying to do. I don't know. I mean, like I said, he said that he wanted it to have commercial mass appeal. And, Mm -hmm. you know. They probably said, this is too black and too real. Take this back. Throw some water on it. But I'm like, don't <laughs> do that. It. We've already shown in the box office that black movies sell. So why did you feel like you had to, quote unquote, sell out? Uh, who knows? I mean, honestly, from what I heard, I haven't seen the movie. But from what I heard about it is that apparently uh, theaters didn't want to play it because it was um, controversial. Because of the sensitive subject. Right. And it's like... What so exactly was sensitive it. about it? What what exactly was it? Because I've seen thousands of cop movies in the theater that talked how about how crooked cops are within the black communities, et cetera. I've seen all that. So how is this film of any difference? Okay. So I I think may, the difference is because of the body cams and because a black guy was killed by white officers. The body cam footage showed that. Mm. Okay. So that's something that we see ripped right out of the headlines. Yeah. Which makes it controversial. But that was their opportunity for a black cop or a black story or a black narrative to say something different. Yeah. And then you going to come to me with this all lives matter crap? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Well. I... Yeah. So, so so do you recommend people to watch this or not? Watch it, but not in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I saw it and I just, I didn't, you know, I wasn't intrigued to go watch it. it nothing about it. it was like, oh, girl, go watch that. No, not really. I thought it, I mean, I thought it was going to be okay. Um, Michael Coulter, horrible acting job. Okay, let me just say mm. that. His um, convincing that he's a bad guy, a drug dealer. 
awful. Yeah, I can see that. Poor acting. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from, but let's not cast him in that role ever again <laughs> because he can't do it. Okay. Are you saying that all big black men don't look like thugs and can't play thugs on no movies and stuff? Is that you what you saying? look like a thug. Girl. But he damn sure wasn't acting like no thug. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put him up like that again. Y'all better stop typecasting people. Please. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see it. And while we're at it. Let's not cast Tyrese anymore. anymore you know movies. what? And that's kind of right. why I didn't go see the fucking movie because I was not interested in Tyrese and his this crazy self. I just, I just can't. Let's no. just not. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and that note, on that note, I'm, that's all I have to say. Um, next week we're going to talk about Harriet. That's a big yes. film that came out in the theaters and mm-hmm. doing very well in the box office so yes yes so i had to go get my tickets to go see harriet yeah um for this weekend cute, um, cute. what else is that it i think that's it okay all right awesome. all right guys um as you know we are currently still running our um giveaway yes um we are currently giving away a $50 AMC gift card to go see Queen Slim in theaters November 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, the deadline is this. Well, when this show comes out, it'll be Friday, November 15th. So please go to our iTunes page, rate our show, and leave us a comment yes. in order for your chance to win um, the gift card. Yeah. Um, We're looking forward to seeing Queen and Slim, and mm-hmm. we want you guys to also be looking forward to seeing it um you get a 50 dollars gift card you can bring a friend mm-hmm. and you can also get popcorn yeah so we're hooking y'all popcorn, up popcorn drinks candy yes you can just do it at okay hooking y'all so- up <laughs> and if you want double your chances of winning please go to our instagram page or facebook page and like the queen and slim promo ad um and tag five of your friends all right to double your chances so good luck yeah good luck you guys all right guys um that is it for the show um please don't forget to um like comment um if you have any questions please send us anything at black and behind the scenes gmail.com you can find us on facebook instagram um yeah yeah so hit us up at black and behind the scenes thank y'all thanks